0: just wanted to sort of conclude these points that we're making the whole week the idea of desire the idea of our eyes and the diet the CEO who just didn't want or, or, or who wanted more positivity to see and to bring in in order because that'll help him and then the the story of my friend and the different things that you watch but let's sort of like close it out a little bit now since memetic desire is a force, Let's use it for our advantage. Let's use it for our advantage. Right? We know that we're wired to want to be like the things around us. We know we're wired to take in images that are before us, process them, and then live with them. That's sort of the facts we get. So, what do we do? So, you know how, like, when people start dieting, sometimes they'll go to a nutritionist, and they'll say, you know what you do? Don't don't change yet. I know it's hard. Don't change. You know what I want you to do? I want you to keep a log. I want you just to start to be aware of how much you eat. Don't don't stop eating. Just log it. Nah, I can't. Nah, nah, nah. Just try. And you're like, what's, what's the point? Like, just try. You log it, and you're like, alright, you know, 2.15 candy bar. And you're like, why did I do that for today? Because I was bored. And at the end of the day, you look at your log and you go, holy cow, I eat a lot. I wonder why I can't lose weight. I keep on picking. And just, just the recognition of what I see, of what I eat, just the recognition of what I eat allows me to realize that I'm putting a lot of negative calories into my system. As they say, empty calories. I think that's nutrition speak. Which is accurate and then they'll look at you and go listen you're eating this just eat that right you're hungry for for you're, you're munching on this eat bran flakes you're munching you're, you're you love this have that and then they this is how they do it. it's brilliant they get you to keep your doing and make healthier more meaningful calories and then at some point they go wait do you really need to eat 17 things but by, by noon you can't really really you don't need that you're not an Olympic athlete, like, you just sit at your desk. Like, you don't really need to consume 3,000 carbs by lunch. All right, you want to take it down a drop? This, that. Okay. And slowly, 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 you adapt to a clean, necessary diet. And then all of a sudden, like, magically, your your weight comes off. You feel better. You sleep better. I want you to, we need to do this for our eyes super hard our eyes see more than our, our mouth eats right fine but let's try forget like walking down the street and seeing things I'm talking about like where what we watch what we choose to do with our free time what we choose to put our heads in who do we associate with when I go somewhere who do I go with When I am invited somewhere, do I go? What's the impact on me? How do I feel when I leave a room and all I've done is participated? Right, mimetic desire is so powerful that it almost demands that we take a look at who do we associate with. Who are the people that we put around us? And what impact are they having, whether we realize it or not? The famous adage, "You're the average of your five closest friends." We're starting to see the science behind this, whether that's five or through cares. The point is that the people that I associate with create a desire that I can't stop. So if I'm constantly associating with these people, that's why I always feel this way. Now we tell this to our kids, but we don't tell this to ourselves. Who do I spend time with? Where do I go when I have free time? Where, what do I see when I need to read or watch something? What do I turn on? Do I spend time in wisdom? Or do I spend time in entertainment? Nothing wrong with some entertainment, but it's an empty calorie. So when you see all the empty calories, you go, did I need that much time in entertainment? Like, okay, I needed to, like, chill, but, like, did I need to chill that much? It's a lot of empty calories that my eyes took in. Could I have put something in that rank? Could I have switched out this thing I watched for this thing that I watched? This thing that I read while flipping through four million things on the train versus this thing that I read, which actually was a book or actually was something of meaning? Where do I spend my... who who do I... That, Group that person that I always wanted to get close to. Can I get close to them? Can I go to a class? Can I hang out with the right people? Can I get involved in something? One of the most transformative moments of my life was when, after college, when I was really uninspired, I went to Israel. I came back. It just and I went to this place called Hask, the Hebrew Academy of Special Children, and I spent the summer taking care of special children. And it wasn't the doing the special children and being, that was great, but that wasn't it. For me, I was around college kids, all choosing to spend the summer taking care of special children. I never, I mean, maybe a couple, I've almost never had a group of people that I've been so impacted by. They didn't teach me anything. They didn't, not formally, I mean formally. They didn't, I didn't go to a class. I didn't take notes. My eyes spent the summer immersed in people my age and older who have been who take, who are taking care of special needs. I spent time with some of the greatest people in the world and some of the, 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 the campers were even greater. That was the most impactful summer that I could remember as a kid. Much more impactful than the summers that I had where I was in a camp, sleepaway camp and ball and color war and sports. And, because my eyes were able to see models that pushed the best out of me hopefully are we doing that is that in our diet do we have a diet of being around people that inspire us live or online do we have a diet of engaging in material that push us to be greater do we have a diet in going to places this is momentum so i can you know, clearly, we, when we go to Israel, you know how many guys, when they get there, you know how many guys, when they get there, middle aged guys, they just can't believe that they're in the country. They're seeing all these sites They're connecting to the depths. And they all, like, almost everyone's like, I wasn't supposed to come. I was going to go to Puerto Vallarta. I was going to go right to the Caribbean. I had a trip to Puerto Rico. But I came here. I, I can't even describe the difference. I'm like, yeah, your eyes are engaged in depth doesn't mean you can't go do what you gotta do but put depth on the list the circles that I live that I sit with do I have to be with those people that always make me feel like I'm less do I have to be in that room I've done this before in my life where at some point I'm like do I have to be sitting in this room where every single time we talk there's something negative there are people like this Where you sit with the group, and every time you sit down, if you're paying attention, someone else is getting rocked. Obviously, not in the room because they're all, they're all anti, they're all non-confrontationalists. You ever get around these people? The group is always ragging on somebody. Your eyes is digesting negativity, negativity, negativity. In Hebrews is called lashon hara, evil speech. Yeah, that's what happens. You leave and then you see the world in a negative way. You're around people. That everything's a problem and then you hear yourself say I can't believe this isn't right. Where did it come from? It's mimetic. It sounds insane. But so does logging your food sounds insane. But I asked the person who's been dieting and said logging my food was the beginning of my, my, my culinary freedom. We don't got to put it on a piece of paper, unless you do, that'd be great if you could. But just to be mindful that everything we look at is impacting us. And every time we see something, it's changing our desires. It's changing our emotionality. It's changing our whole mix-up of how we see the world. Just because we're seeing this or that. Just because we're running with this circle or that circle. We can't change ourselves. We can change the environment. And maybe not dramatically, but even incrementally. Even incrementally, we can change. You may be related to some person. So even if you figure out a way to not be as impacted, you may be in school with a person. Even if you could figure out a way to create some more friends, maybe live next to a person. Even if you can figure out a way to get involved, to meet new people, to, in your free time, read things that inspire, watch things that inspire, get involved in things that bring light. We think we're doing it for them, we're doing it for us. Because our eyes are sending in so much positivity that's creating all these new desires for growth and for giving and for greatness that feel natural to us, but they're not natural. Obviously, they're God given, but they're, 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 you, you you put them in your eyes, and your eyes send them to your to your emotions, and your emotions have this thing called desire, and it spits it out into how you feel and what you want. We focus on what we see. Now we're using those desires to drive us to want the things that we're supposed to want. All right, we'll talk about this with God's help. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. With God's help, can we see you next week? Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to The Pursuit of Awesome. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum's Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Charlie again for more insights on living an awesome life by tuning into the live webinar every weekday morning or by listening to this podcast at your leisure. To sponsor, contact podcasts at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.